Hello everybody and welcome back to the Double Take Podcast where we review what made you say what and do a double take. You're listening to the Double Take Podcast. Double Take Podcast. What? See what we did there. (laughs) Where your hosts review what made you say what? 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 What happened? And do a double take this week. Welcome to the show. This is Double Take. Holy Lord and Mary, it has been a hot minute since I filmed one of these podcasts, guys. Welcome back to the Double Take Podcast. If you're new, if you found me on TikTok or YouTube, welcome to the Double Take Podcast. It was a podcast my friend and I started a while back. He's no longer doing it with me. It's just me now. We stopped doing it about a year ago, which is crazy. That time has flown by so fast. Once you get to about the age of 18, time really just, like, sp- Speeds up. You lose track of everything. I remember thinking when I was in college and I was 18 how I couldn't wait till I was 21. Now I'm 23 and I'm wondering what happened to 21. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy what happens when you start to get old. Uh, I am old. <laughs> But the Double Take Podcast was designed to kind of take a look back at things that have happened during the week and kind of comment on them. If you don't know, uh, my TikTok channel, I guess, or my TikTok page was mostly dedicated to cats until a couple weeks ago uh, when I made a post talking about how I was a former Trump supporter. That blew up and got well over a million views, so thank you all for supporting that video. Um, I've been trying to make it a point to broadcast and show people who are changing their opinions. I think one of the biggest things we can do and hope for this election is more people to change their minds on ideas especially opening their minds up to ideas. One of the big ones that we're seeing right now is the Black Lives Matter movement, and it's so incredibly important. And I don't think enough people are taking it seriously. In fact, I don't know about you, but whenever I go on my For You page or Twitter or Facebook, I'm starting to see less and less posted about it, which is a shame. It's not just a tag you use once. It's not just a popular trend. It's something you have to keep up. Somebody earned civil rights overnight. It's a constant conversation we have to be having. And if it falls off, we're not going to continue with the same momentum we have, which is so incredibly important. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching, but there has been a lot happening over the past couple of weeks. The things that are really eye-opening, not only about our society, but how we haven't progressed nearly as much as we should have over the last, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. I, I have my grandparents and my parents on Facebook, and I consistently see them posting about All Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter. Now, I'm a come from a gigantic police family. So when I stand up and say Black Lives Matter, obviously I get a little bit of a side eye. Um, But I'm more than willing to talk about it because it's something that has to be spoken about. Again, it's not a trendy tag. It's not something we get to use and forget about. I've been seeing a lot of TikTok videos that use the BLM or Black Lives Matter tag, and it has nothing to do with anything in the video. It's insane how much people are using this tag just for publicity. Publicity. Sorry, not publicity. Publicity. You know, and I've seen a lot of videos out there of people trying to be supportive, trying to understand what exactly the Black Lives Matter tag means. The best thing you can do if you have no idea what the Black Lives Matter tag means is to stop and listen. Now, I'm a white guy. I'm not going to preach anybody on what the Black Lives Matter stands for um, or Black Lives Matter stands for because it's not my place. Uh, I know when to keep my mouth shut. 
so I offered my platform to people who desperately need it, who need their voices heard. One of the comparisons that I have noticed and I really admire is when people say all lives matter and this was a comeback I heard and I desperately have been using it nonstop since I heard it. Essentially it goes, if we have five children and one falls to the ground and hurts themselves, are we going to put a band-aid on every single child? Absolutely not. We're going to put it on the child that needs it. And right now the Black Lives Matter and black folk uh, need our help, need our support, and need our voices. You know, I, I had a debate about defunding police today because the Milwaukee Police Department, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the Milwaukee Police Department had um, something to say on Twitter about a proposal to cut 10% of their budget. Now, if you don't know, and trust me, a lot of people don't know, over the last couple of years, the Milwaukee Police Department has had a little bit of a rep about police brutality. Obviously, we're in the most segregated city in the country, so there's going to be problems. Essentially, it, uh, the police department was talking about how they're going to have to fire 365 uh, active officers in order to sustain that 10% cut in their budget. But something that the news stations in my area have pointed out, and I think it's a very valid point, the same police station that's talking about having to remove 365 active officers also spent $30 million, or 10% of their budget, just on two Two settlements for police brutality. Well, if that's not hypocritical, I don't know what is. I saw somebody post, you know, we've been defunding schools for years. And it seems like we're okay with that, you know? $30 million can go to infrastructure. $30 million can go to schools. $30 million can go a long way. Now, in that same city, 4% of the budget goes to libraries. And only 2% of that budget goes to the health department telling me spending 49 to 51% of our budget on the police is the best source or the best way to spend that money. I doubt it, right? If we put that money into social programs, put that money into schools, we're going to see crime rates plummet, right? We're gonna, not going to need, not going to need as many police officers as we currently have. There's a report that came out that said a lot of police departments are going to switch over to having social workers responding to some 911 calls. That's a fantastic idea. That even most people don't know is that a lot of police officers aren't required to have any form of degree. Some places you only need a GED. Here in Milwaukee, you just need 60 credits. It doesn't need to be anything related to law or public safety. It doesn't have to do anything with psychology. I think every police officer needs to have a degree a bachelor's degree, criminal justice, you know, public safety, psychology, something. Around the world, there are better countries than ours, and I'm going to say that there are better countries than ours who literally require their police officers to have high-level degrees. Most cities and most states only require a GED. That is absolute lunacy. Lunacy. If you are in charge of monitoring and protecting the citizens of your city, your state, your county, you need to have a degree. Do we just send doctors in and hope for the best? How about lawyers? You know, lawyers <laughs> help defend the law just like police officers do, but we're not going to send them into a courtroom completely unprepared to do so. It's, it, it's, it's criminal almost what they're doing with these police officers. When the Black Lives Matter folk Who's, or even those who support the Black Lives Matter say, we need to defund the police, this is why. When schools want to remove police officers, it's not because they think the police officers are bad, it's just that they can't trust them anymore. And I'm not saying, you know, all police officers are terrible people, what I'm saying is we need better training, we need better de-escalation techniques, we need better restraint. A lot of cities are now moving towards blocking and ensuring that chokeholds 
are no longer used. But that's not good enough, right? That's nowhere near good enough. We need all discipline records. We need everything public, right? There shouldn't be police officers just transferring to other districts or other cities and getting off scot-free for the crimes they committed. If these were soldiers, it would be war crime. That's, that's crazy that we're seeing the police force using a, a loophole where they can't charge the officer. It's kind of like the Catholic Church. You know, when a, when a priest gets caught molesting a child, most cases they weren't fired. They were transferred to a different parish. But did that solve the problem? Absolutely not. It made the problem worse because they're going to go to a new parish where nobody knows what they did, and they're going to get away with it again and again and again. The archdiocese is going to have to bail them out, spend millions of dollars, when they could have done that to begin with, helping those children, ensuring that they get good programs, making sure that the, that the priests aren't pedophiles, right? That's, that's crazy, and then the Pope defends them. That's, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. The police are supposed to be our friends. The police are supposed to be our protectors, but how can they do that when they show up to a house and the person that they're supposed to be protecting doesn't know if they're going to get shot and killed that day. There's a video that was going around on Twitter, and it said this is the real cost of police brutality, and it was a little boy playing basketball. And as he sees a police car drive by, he hides behind a car. That kid did nothing wrong, and I'm sure he never would. But here he was, an innocent kid of color, he was black, who was terrified of the police. That's not because of the lack of exposure to the police. That's because they see every day on the news somebody that looks like them is killed. Killed in the streets. Killed by saying they can't breathe. If they're doing a petty crime, they're killed. And I, I, I hear a lot of my white friends and family say, well, you know, if it was a white person, would we be up in arms about it? Here's the real question. Why aren't we? Why aren't we outraged, right? If somebody's doing a petty crime, let's just say George Floyd cashing uh, or, or uh, supposedly cashing a counterfeit $20 bill, is that a death warrant? It shouldn't be. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, gay, straight, transgender, it shouldn't matter. But here we are saying, well, you know, if they were doing this or doing that, no. That's not okay. And you know what's sad is I had a lot of police friends and family say, yeah, you know what? The people who killed George Floyd deserved to rot in jail forever. The moment they came out and said, you know, he might have a criminal history, I haven't been able to corroborate that exactly. Um, I've been starting to. Um, but that, yeah, they act like that's a death warrant, right? Because we all don't make mistakes. We all don't do stupid stuff. But that's the point. That's the point. I come from the north side of Milwaukee. In the north side of Milwaukee, it is a very low-income area. Do you think we have increased social programs there? Do you think we're doing everything we can to educate people, get them out from where they are? It's called redlining. You don't know what redlining is. Redlining is where banks would only give specific loans to people of color to keep them in specific areas. Look, it's against the law to do that nowadays, but those... Those historical proceedings, right, what they did in the past is still relevant today. There are people who cannot escape where they are because of what we did. And I say we as white people because we have to take responsibility for our actions, even if we aren't the ones who directly committed the act. It's like when people say we need to give respirations a restitution for uh, slavery. Look, my family migrated to the United States 150 years ago. We didn't own slaves, right? We are Irish. We were slaves, but we 
are privileged because of slaveholders, because of what the men who wrote the Constitution did. And I can guarantee you most of them are slaveholders, right? They were holding slaves. We better be paying for it. It's insane to think that we're not going to do anything about it. Look, I know a lot of people are thinking these are radical ideas, right? But it's actually called accountability. Accountability, right? We need to be accountable for the actions of our people and our past and our history. You know, when, when, when you go to Germany, I, I highly doubt you'll see Nazi flags anywhere. I heard a story of, I've never been to Germany, but I heard stories of, but outside on the streets, there are stones with victims' names of the Holocaust to remind people that this should never happen again. They're not displaying, you know, Nazi flags. They're not going to, you know, we're not, we shouldn't be displaying Confederate flags. We should be remembering what our past was so we don't repeat it. And we just keep on repeating it like nothing happened. Quite honestly, this is the crazy fucked up world we live in right now, um, and I think this is why I wanted to dedicate this specific episode to this issue, because it's something we need to talk about more. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in. This is going to be a weekly broadcast coming back to you, uh, the Double Take Podcast. Uh, we're going to review what made you say what and do a double take. Have a great week, guys. And that was the Double Take Podcast. Join the guys next week when they review more news that made you stop and do a what's a what a, 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 a double take. You want to do that again? What? One more time. What's a what? Seriously, what's a what? 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 All right, I'm done being silly. <laughs>